people that always change, it's like they grow faster because you don't change downwards. Like when you change, you're not changing downwards. You're only going upwards. When you do something you don't like, you stopped it. When you move on to the next thing, it's always going somewhere better than where you was. Don't ask yourself what the government or what people can do for you. Ask yourself, what can I do for people? Just to, no matter what you do, Always say, strive to be better. Strive to like be perfect, hundred percent. Strive any in any field, any sector. Make sure you are like at the top, whatever it is. Yeah. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into every. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today we have our Barrier Breaker of the Month of July 2023, and he's none other than Ibrahim Gano, all the way from the Gambia. He's been doing amazing, amazing work. We hear of the stories he's telling, the videos he's putting out there on YouTube, the work he's doing, and we are so proud of him. I'm glad that you are here today. Please, Ibrahim, people call him Gano. So Gano, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Yes, like she said, my name is Ibrahim Gano. I'm a YouTuber based in the Gambia. I tell, you know, success stories, basically stories, Gambian stories. I share stories to inspire people, basically. That's why for now, you know, I do different things, but for now, Ghana did it. <laughs> yeah. Ghana did it. So as a young child, what was your desire to become in the future? You know, so growing up, I went to an Islamic school. I went to a boarding school, actually, studied the Quran and all those things. And, you know, as kids, always, you know, there's always changes. There was a point where I actually wanted to be an imam, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But those things, they go a few months in already. No, this is not what I want. I want this. I want this. And this is still, I'm on that. I like that. Now you can say that, okay, like I figured it out. I know what I want. But still, I can say I'm still on that journey of self-discovery yeah you know, finding out what exactly you want yeah so even with this youtube thing and like pretty much everything that i'm doing now it's not like something that i say okay this is when i grow i want to do this you know it's more like just going with the at the moment doing what you love you understand because you might find yourself somewhere now and enjoy doing this like you feel like yo, this is good this is something that you love yeah this is something that you know you're adding value to people you do it, but it gets to a point where you no longer enjoy it. I'm that person where, you know, when I no longer find joy in what I'm doing, I pivot. I just move to something else, you know? Yeah. So over the years, I've done so many different things. You know, I was selling t-shirts. I was selling perfumes. I was selling in the streets and I was a barber. I was a mechanic. <laughs> Are you <point>. kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Serious. 
I did a mechanic for like three months. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was a mechanic for like three months, but I was like, man, this is hard labor. Let me just... For real. Yeah, I did barbing as well for some time, actually, for some years. I think two, three years, I was a barber. Yeah, I did graphic design. I did so many different things, you know. Yeah, so going, doing what I love at the moment. When I no longer find joy in it, I find something else to do. So it's just going with the flow. Okay, so before I even go to that question, so what got you into recording people's stories? Right. I always would you. I'm this person that I'm for YouTube. Mostly I don't do it for entertainment. I'm just always learning on YouTube. Always watching, you know, business videos, how to start this business. Because ever since that is one thing that I was passionate about was business. Since I was a kid, it was just business, how to start up things. So yeah, on YouTube, I was always learning. I was watching business stories. But the stories that I was watching, these were people from other countries. People that, you know, we have different circumstances. We're in different conditions. Yeah. You know, what applies there will not apply here. Right. You understand? Right. And then in Gambia, there was none. There was not like one where you can see, okay, you can see Gambian success stories, Gambian businessmen, how they started, how, what they were, how. There was none. So and I was like... Yeah, maybe I'm here. I want to get inspired. I want to learn from other business owners, but I'm learning from people that are outside our country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I start also telling our stories, tell you know, sharing these stories, these business stories here, so that the other kids like me who are watching, who are on the internet, they'll have something to learn from instead of you know from other other countries. Right. So I started, but first when I started YouTube, it was like back in 2019. Mm-hmm. But I was not showing my face. It was an anonymous channel. Yeah, I called it the Gambian Insider. Mm-hmm. I did that for about a year or so. But then for that, I was just doing voiceovers and then with stock footages and stuff. But I was doing stories of Mohammed Ja, you know, just different businesses and how I was doing videos like how to start a business in the Gambia. You know, what are the different things you need? You know, how do you start a business? How, just business. So the channel grew up to like 8,000 subscribers. I was not even showing my face. I was just doing. So yeah, it shows that there was a need. Like people yeah. were making it. Like only six months for the channel to be monetized. You know, people were demanding for this thing because there was no one doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So after six months, seven months, I was like, you know, again, like I said, I'm the person and I no longer find joy in something. I stopped. Yeah. So after six, seven, eight, like a year now, I've stopped uploading videos because I'm like, ah, this thing now. People are watching the videos now. Now what? You know? So it's like I got bored of it. So after a year, I stopped uploading again for like a whole year. I was not uploading anything. My videos, previous videos were there. People were watching them, but I was not uploading anything. Mm-hmm. So, but after a year, YouTube also like, they sent me like, because no one knew that I was running that channel. No one, absolutely no one. Yeah. yeah. But at one time, I just told my friends that, you see this channel? This is mine. I'm the one that's like, why are you, are you serious? <laughs> why? You've not been uploading now. What's happening? And then I was like, no, but I'm tired of it now. I'm not interested. You know, one of my friends' phone, he just pushing me. Boy, you have to go back to this. You have to keep doing this. You have to, you know, he kept pushing me over and over. Every time we meet, boy, you have to, you know, go back to your channel. Yeah. So I said, well, let me just do it again. Let me... Before that, YouTube demonetized me. They said, like, it's been a year. I did not upload. And then at some point, I deleted all my videos. Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> so I had to start again from scratch. Even though I had, like, 8,000 subscribers, but mm-hmm. I had to start again from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So when I came back, that was in the 2021, like 2022, basically, 2022, January, December, January. So I started again. But I said, this time, instead of, you know, doing research and putting these stories out there, but you know, when you do research, so you might have some facts and you will not have so like, how can I, how do I put it? Not everything will be factual. Yeah. Yeah. 
So once you do research, it's the internet. Sometimes you get good, you know, you get the truth, but sometimes you don't. So instead of doing the research about the business owners and putting it out there, I might have accurate information, I might not. So let me just do it this way. I'll show my face and I'll actually go and meet these business people and talk to them directly, let them share their stories directly. So that is how I started with the Ghana Did It Now. So since 2022, since now, I've, you know, we've been just doing it every week, uploading and yeah. That's good. It just tells you how you just need to keep pushing in whatever you're doing as you're doing research and as you're being inquisitive and finding out stuff and you find yourself doing so many. That's why I always say this to people like get yourself doing something, you know, whatever community you find yourself in, get yourself doing something because you never know what those activities will lead to. But the question I wanted to ask before, you know, how you got into sharing people's stories was that to an extent, when you keep doing stuff and stopping, kind of like affects you in a way, because then you are seen as someone who is not serious, as someone who doesn't want to like put in the work. So I want to find out from you, like how long was it taking you to start something and stopping? Because I've seen where people will start something within one month, they don't do it. Then another, it will take a long time. They'll find something else they'll do one month. And then it looks like, what do you really want, you know? So I want to find out, like, how long was it taking you and how long was it taking you to be in those areas? And also, how long were you doing it for before you moved on to the next? That is one. How long were you doing it before you moved on to the next? And how long did you wait before you actually did the next thing that you wanted to do? I know it's a very long question, but... Yeah, from what I understand, it's like, sometimes it's like, you know, some people... I say for me, my case was, I'm doing something like, you know, I'm this person that when something comes to my mind, I was like, boom, I have to do this. So, but once you start doing it, you know, you go, you do it, do it. And then at some point you're like, nah. <laughs> so, and then you tend to like, okay, the way I thought this would be, it's not like that. Now let me just stop. Mostly it's sometimes it's that it's like, you no longer, what you were expecting, you did not find that there. Like, it's not what you expected and then you stop. Yeah. So again, like I said, it's that self-discovery. Sometimes you just sit for a while and you don't do anything, absolutely nothing. You just be figuring things out. Mm -hmm. And you know, some of these things, they'll just come like, boom, something will just flash and then you say, okay, wow, this is something that I can do. So you go and do that as well. Yeah. But yeah, so that is it. And were you asking about the consistency with the videos or what exactly? No, like how long do you actually, not even with the videos, before you got to the videos, because you're doing a lot of things. So like from barbering to mechanic to all the other stuff that you were doing, did you have to wait a certain time before you went into like another thing? Or did you just jump straight into it, stop the one and jump straight into the other? The first thing that I did was the mechanic. But then when I did it, did it, did it, did it. Mostly I was doing it just to, for the mechanics especially, I wanted to make money. Right. So I wanted to make money. You understand? Sometimes your goal is money. You do anything. You understand? Yeah. So you're not more like, okay, the mechanic I was doing, but I was like, yo, the whole day, you know, when I, they just give me $50 or 25 I was like, nah, this. This ain't it. <laughs> Nah, yes. And then you trouble it's it's pain. Like you're getting all this, you know, it's hard work. Yeah. You know, so I was like, nah, for all this work and this is what I'm getting. I was like, nah. Again, so you see, this is why, you know, when people do things for different reasons, someone will do that mechanic work out of sheer passion, out of the love for it. So no matter how hard it gets, the person will never quit, they'll never leave it. You understand? So that is why passion comes into play exactly. When you love something. Because whatever you do, there will be challenges. There will be times where it gets hard. Yeah. But it's the passion that keeps you going. So for me, it wasn't passion. I just wanted to make money. If it gets tough, I'm leaving. 
You understand? So I left that and then I was like, okay, you know what? Now I can buy and sell stuff. You know, I think that would be quick money for me. I'll buy and so I started buy. I went to, you know, just wholesale stuff, buy t-shirts, perfumes and stuff. I'll just go around selling them, you know, selling them, selling them. So that one, I was making good money. You know, I was like making like way more money than I was doing with the mechanics. And then through that, I came to the barbing as well. Because for that, you know, I remember I asked my dad, I was like, you know, my dad was in China at that time. So I was asking, but please get me a camera, digital camera. I'm just at this pictures, videos and stuff. Because since then, I was had interest in these things, you know, design, photos and stuff. So I was like, Baba, get me a camera, get me a camera. He was like, okay, no problems. And he came, I was like, yeah, I'm my camera. And to my surprise, it was a barbing machine, you know. And he was like, he got me a barbing machine. He said, okay, here's a machine now. If you want a camera, if you want a watch, if you want whatever you want, go and walk, make that money and buy it yourself. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. So that's how I got into barbing, actually. <laughs> you know, that's how I got into barbing. I was barbing for like some time. Also, I was making money, but then I was doing it with the selling stuff. So sometimes I'll go barb, but sometimes I'll just not deliberately not go and just go and sell stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you have your own store? Not for the barbing, I was learning. I was not doing it. I was working on a barber shop. So I was more like an apprentice, you know. And for that one also, I was making like $100 a day, sometimes $150. You know, the most, the time that I make most money is during the festivities, during Eid, you know, Christmas and stuff. That's how I make the money. So if it's slow, I also go and sell t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, but since throughout all of that, I had like passion for this design. I was even selling phones, you know, doing this software, mm. you know, fixing phones, but, you know, installing stuff for people on their phones. And, you know, I had that passion for tech and videos, graphic design. But that one was not making me any money because in the neighborhood that I was in, everyone would bring their phones. Ibrahim, please fix this for me, fix this. I was doing that, but since it's the neighborhood, no one would give you any money. They'll say, ah, this is our neighbor's son. <laughs> I know. Yeah. People do that a lot. Right. The only reason why I asked that is because, and I like what you said as well, but you find some people would be doing stuff. They'll start this, they'll stop, they'll start, they'll stop, they'll start this stop. And like you said, for you, it was like, at that point, you were looking for money to do other things, right? So mm -hmm. where others are like, they don't even know whether to look for money or whether to make this their passion or something like that. And it's not like they're on a journey of self-discovery, which you were on. But it was like, ah, I want to get fast, fast money. Anything that will make me fast money, yeah. I'll do it, you know. Whereas they do not really have a goal of where they are going to or what they really want to do, you know. So for me, I found out that some people like that, Whenever they start something, they stop, they start, they stop, they start, they stop. In a very short period, it actually affects the way they relate with other people. It affects the way they do stuff. Maybe if they have their own business or their own jobs that they go to. It affects the way they relate with people because if they see somebody that they do not like, they'll just cut you off quickly, you know. It affects the way they connect with other people because as soon as it, they are done with you, it's over. Like they don't relate well. So I've seen how people have done that and it affected the way they relate with other people. However, I like what you said that you were on a journey of self-discovery because sometimes we really do not know what to do, but you have to keep doing things that you are doing now to probably get to where you might want to be. You might not really know what you want to be. Like for me, when I was in ninth grade, I didn't really know what to do. And you know, in Gambia, when you're in ninth grade, going to 10th grade, when you finish your WIAC exam, <laughs> you have to choose whether you want to go to commerce, whether you want to go to science, whether you want to go to arts. And I was like, 
at that point in my life, I didn't know that there was more in science or more in arts to do. All I knew was... Yeah, I feel like that is a very early point to just choose, you know, that is too early. Nine grade, but, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Because but you had to. I had to. <laughs> because you see that a lot of people, when they finished high school that were in science in my year, when they finished science, they went to work in the bank and I'm like, why are you taking our jobs from us? We that did commerce because you did science. What has science got to do with banking? <laughs> it's really early, but for me, I just prayed about it. And I was like, I don't want to be a doctor because at that point I knew that at that time in my life, I was like, science is for doctors, arts is for lawyers. I didn't want to become a lawyer. I didn't want to become a doctor. I was like, you know, that was what was in my mind. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do commerce. And for the very longest time I've been doing commerce. If I'd known that there was more to being in a science class than an arts class, maybe I'd have probably gone to arts and probably done something in community work or, you know, international relations or something of that sort. But here we are. <laughs> you you still need business at some point in your life because you have to know how to count your money, you know how to manage your funds and all of those things, how to start a business, how to sell, right? So here I am, I have my own businesses. However, I'm like, I wish I could do more with young people. I wish I could move from this sector and go and do more of that. However, the thing is, you just have to do what you're doing now. Like you said, you are looking for money at that time. So once you get what you want, in fact, it sets you up into a place where you're able to do more. You're able to go higher. You realize that, oh, so there was this that I could do in this field, you know, where I am now. So it kind of like opens doors for you if you keep going and achieving goals. Like I was talking to one of my friends last week and I always tell people that are close to me, hey, go and update your LinkedIn. LinkedIn is very key. LinkedIn is very important. Yeah, you know, even yesterday, someone was telling me about LinkedIn. I was like, nah, that is for old people. (laughs) No, 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 it's not (laughs) really. I was like, go update your LinkedIn, you know, put resumes, update every place that you've worked or what you've done. And you realize how companies will reach out to you. Like my friend, she's been on LinkedIn for a while. She's not here. She's in Gambia. And she's been on LinkedIn for a while, but like she likes stuff that people post, like comment and things. And then one day a company reached out to her recently, a company reached out to her that they were coming to Gambia and they needed a particular person in this position. And she was in that position already and had that experience for a couple of years. And that's how she got hired. She went through the interview process, of course. And then that's how she got hired on the job. So, you know, you have to keep putting yourself out there. It might not be Instagram. It might not be Twitter. But there are other avenues that you can put yourself out there where someone will see you and want to hire you and do stuff because you realize that, oh, I was doing this, but now I know that I could do more from here, from being here. So coming back to what you're doing now, what are some of the challenges you face doing this work of sharing people's stories? Wow. There's so many, there's so many. <laughs> like first, when I was starting out, you know, it's like normally it's like people generally, I don't want to say like a Gambian thing, or but people generally, they don't embrace change. Like they don't want to change. They, as far as something is working, they'd like to stick to it. You understand? Before, you know how YouTube here, it's like you are doing pranks, you are doing these videos, you know, asking people random questions in the streets. So when I'm telling them, okay, I want to do this thing, interview with TV stations, are you coming from? And then they'll tell you, oh, the challenge number one was to get the people on board at that time when you were just starting out, you know, at that time to get people on board. Okay, you know, I'm doing this. This is, I want you to come on board to inspire young Gambians, tell your story that some people just say, okay, okay, no problems. I'll let you know, you know, they'll just, I'll let you know, I'll let you know until I get tired and just stop reaching out. Or 
they'll just air you. You know, you just send a message. They will not respond. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was there. That was in the beginning. I had, mm-hmm. I had the changes. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is the, the internet. Internet. Yes. I thought I would be your number one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was starting, I like the first time, the back then when the channel was Gambian Insider, I used to edit at home and then take my bike, go all the way to Senegal to the internet to upload the video. So yeah, I was just doing that until now that I was able to afford to pay for, you know, this monthly internet Internet thing. at home. Yeah. Because internet is expensive in Gambia. It is. How long did it take for you to upload when you went to those places to upload? For, to, for Senegambia, you know, back then I lived in Sanchao. So it was like uh, 15, 20 minutes on my bike, you know, to go to there, just open. But then the thing is, Gamtel, they had like a fast internet. So that was, that was like, I went all the way to Senegambia to upload. You know, but just imagine you have to upload on video, you have to leave your house, go all the way somewhere just to upload and come back because of the internet. And even now that you have internet at home, it is slow. Sometimes when I upload a video, I have to go, I have to do it overnight. I just press upload and go to sleep. And then I'll wake up in the next morning, it's like 40 something percent. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, so that is the stress. And another challenge is the electricity as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a major, major challenge. Yes, still now I'm working on every Thursday. But mm-hmm. this Thursday, my upload will actually be delayed because for the past day, like yesterday or day before, there was no steady electricity. There was just gold. So, and that, that affects your productivity because if you're productive, you say, I want to do something and then power costs, it's like you just sit down and do something else. And then the moment they bring the power back, it's like you are no longer in the mood. Exactly. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So that all it affects your productivity. So yeah, it's the electricity, it's the internet, it's sometimes the but now the people that one is because now I don't have the challenge to reach now. I don't even reach out to people now to for these videos now. Yeah, so that is it. So how do you get people to come on? Did they reach out to you or yes, sometimes they reach out and sometimes people recommend, okay, this guy is doing some really good job. I really want you to, you know, so then if yeah. it's something that is really interesting, I reach out to the person. But most times it's just people reaching out to me now. That is so true. When I started as well, it was a struggle getting people on the podcast because it's like somebody will be like, you tell somebody to come on and be like, oh my God, my family won't want me to come on because I don't know what I'm going to say and then to affect what it will affect them, blah, 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 blah. Or like you said, they'll just ignore you, (laughs) you know, and not respond. So what I did was just start with my close family and friends. And as I grew, you know, sometimes you get a recommendation from your friends are like this person as I'm going it's like people are just coming up and so like now when I get recommendations because I always plan my year and say who is coming on I already know who is coming on for when but this time when the person that is supposed to come on is not able to come on we have to do a swap and that's why we're like okay let's see how best we can fit this I know it's too early I mean it's too soon that we're it's like a short time that we're giving them but let's reach out to them and see if they can able to come on because we're just trying to stop and because the other person was not able to make it. So when people try to recommend somebody, I'm like, I've looked at my ear and I've planned my ear. I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe that person will probably come next year. <laughs> you know, by the time you're planning this year, you're already planning next year. And it's like, okay, where do I fit this person? Because next year is almost full. So, but it's hard at the beginning, but whatever business you find yourself doing, I think that it's wise that, you start with those around you, especially if you don't have anyone. Start with those around you. You know, it's nice to hear their stories too. You don't have to go all the way. And I like what you did. Like, we need our own Gambian stories. We need to see, because when you see your own person doing something, you're encouraged to do something. But when you see someone outside, they're like, like, how can I even bring this into Gambia? How do I do this? But 
Yeah, but once you see a Gambian, you're like, you know, it is, since he's doing it, he's Gambian like me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like, I can do this too. So it encourages you to come on. So definitely getting started is one. Then the internet. I know like for me, like when I do videos for YouTube, it's not all frequently. I don't do it frequently, but like, you know, maybe a quarter, I want to do something like for like, we did for Mother's Day and Father's Day. And I want to have like a live video, but I'm not in Gambia. So I try to get people to come on. And by the time they send me the video, I have a date. I'm like, okay, I need this by this date because I need to upload it on YouTube by this date. And it's like the day come and they're like, internet, I have to send it the next day. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's painful, but we just keep pushing. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll have very better service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can we just pray? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're in the, we are like 10 years behind, you know? Because electricity and internet, you know, these are basic things, man. Yeah, it's important nowadays. Like, we need it. So, getting people. Another thing that I've realized is getting men, guys, to come on has been a problem for me because it's hard to get to see men that are doing stuff. But I've been so intentional about making sure that I, for the year, I have like six men, six women. I never wanted to be more than so whatever struggle i have to go through to get a man to come on i have to go through it to get them on it's so easy to get women that are doing so many things and i applaud the women for doing the stuff that they do but the men it's hard even if you find somebody's like they don't want to come and talk so even like for father's day you see that we only have one video but for mother's day we had two <laughs> just because it was so hard to get like a father and the son to come on, you know, either they couldn't come on or maybe someone, most of them have lost their dads and stuff like that, which was really hard for me to hear, you know, but these are some of the struggles that I've been through with even trying to get like the other gender to come on and speak. It's a little difficult. So what are the lessons that you are learning? Throughout the journey? Yeah. Yeah. One important lesson as a young Gambian here, you know, you're always Everyone, almost every young guy that you speak to, what do you want? That is just one. On their goals, the list is that is number one. So for me, one thing that I've learned, because I used to be one of them, even still now, sometimes I'm like, I'm a something. I'm like, no, we can do it here, you know? But the reason why I'm like this now, it's because of these videos that I've been making. But before this, I was like 100% Gina Dekabi. Nothing to do with Gambia. When I have this chance, I'm going, you know? But now I'm like this. One moment, I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to leave. I just want to... The only thing I want to leave is to go for, you know, for some months or a month or two, come back. Yeah. But this is where I want to work and live. It's because I share these stories and they, I've heard people, you know, their journey. And most of these are people that were abroad. They were in, yes. So now they come back. So you ask them why they come back. Because these people, they believe in Gambia. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to make Gambia work. Mm -hmm. When I listen to these stories, I'm like, yeah, these people are not better than me. Yeah. Know? Because just yesterday, I was having this conversation with some of my friends. And we were talking about this Gena Deka, Gena Deka. And I was like, boy, Deka Deka, Gambia is hard. We all know, you know, mm -hmm. we all know it is very hard. But this thing, our fathers, our forefathers, they have all been going. You know, we also want to go out. If we all keep going, our children will also want to go. And who's going to our Deka? What, what is going to be left of it? No, the problems will remain. The problems will not solve themselves. You understand? So someone has to make sacrifices. Some, but some people have to, you know, just sit and... Actually, despite the Deka being hard, someone has to just deal with it, you know? Yeah, so now I'm like to my boys, yeah, Deka be, it's hard. Now, Mansuma Baba, I'll be one of the people that will just sit and deal with the hardness, try to make it work here. So in the maybe few years, five, ten years, I'm the Deka, 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 Deka. I've done my best now. Best, exactly. There's nothing out of it. Now we can just go, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, well, one lesson that I've learned so far is that it is doable. Mm. You know, it is doable. So many things, so many of these ideas that you see, it's like you think when you ask the Gambian, hey, you cannot do this in Gambia. Mm. Cannot, it cannot happen. Yeah. And you see people, they are coming and they're from outside coming and doing them here. Yeah. And you ask yourself, what makes them different? Why are they doing, you know, they are not, they're human beings like you. You know, they have the same dream. Why are they doing it? And, you know, so that's, you know, so far that is what I've learned that it is doable, that you can do it. Now you just have to learn and just start doing. Yeah, that is one important lesson that I learned. Yeah, that is really good. It's doable. That's a word, right? It's doable because even I am here, I'm just like, I can't wait to be home. Like every single time, I'm just like, no matter what I do here, I'm from Ghana, but I grew up in Gambia. So Gambia has been like my home for the past more than 30 years. The only thing is I feel like a misfit. Even if I go to Ghana, I'm just like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like home. Gambia is more home to me than Ghana. And so anytime I'm thinking about home, I'm thinking about Gambia. And I'm like, I can't wait to have to come back home and settle and do stuff for people and help, you know, support the system and help. Because that's where I grew up. That's where impacted me the most, you know. And so why not go back and be a blessing to them? Why not go back and impact their lives? And I'm very, I love to work with young people. And so I'm just like, I'm just looking forward to getting back and doing work with young people and being an inspiration and helping us to really stand up and do more. Because it, like you said, it's doable. And there are so many people that I hear that would love to go back as well. However, there are some people that come and they, what's it called? They don't have a goal. They don't have a focus. And that's why when they come here, it, life is like, somehow for them because you have no goals of what you want to be what you want to do you know you just do live life just like that and so you end up working so much and because you have no goals you have no dreams of coming back home but once you have a goal once you have an aim you know you come here you focus on those goals at some point in time you're like if i could achieve this here then let me go back and be able to implement that and help other people as well so that we can also be i'm really glad that you mentioned goals you know because I feel like the goal is so important because for me, even, you know, it's actually thanks to my dad that now I'm able to, you know, think because I was like, you know, I'm Kobuga Meek, like every other Gambian, I'm Kobuga Meek, I want to make it. But you've not identified, you know, what making it is for you. You don't know what is making it. When I ever talked to my dad, I was like, Baba, hey, I want to make it. If I was like, okay, so what is making it for you? I couldn't answer that question. I couldn't answer it. So I, so I had to sit and actually ask myself and just break it down, break it down, break it, until I got to a point where I was like, Are that making it, what is making it for me? I know what is making it for me. I know how, what I need. I know the steps that I need to take to get there. And now I realize I can actually do that in the game. Yeah. yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So before I was like, I just want to go out. I just want to make it. But I've not identified. I don't know. I've not set the goals. I don't know how to get there. But once you identify, you write those things down, you know exactly what steps you need. Now, you know, you ask yourself, is this something that this making it that I want? Is this mm -hmm. something that I can get in the Gambia mm -hmm. or do I need to travel? Yeah. Do I need to go abroad? Then, you know, you start making decisions. So even if you go abroad, you have a clear goal. Okay, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Goals are key. And also just going back on that is that every season it changes, you know, to be your goals for your next three years. And that's what you work towards. And then once you achieve that goal, what's your next goal? You can set a goal for five years. You can set a goal for one year. But as you achieve those goals, make sure that you have other goals lined up. By the time you achieve the other goals, then you're like stuck. You don't know what to do. So as you go, you just keep pushing. That's really important. So one of the questions that I do ask on Barrier Breakers Corner is that, what is it that you know now 
that you wish you had known when you were younger? You know how I mentioned that I was just doing so many different things because I was like, you know, I was like money, let's just make money, hustle, grant, just do anything. So I was just running out, you know, just doing stuff. But now I'm at this point where I'd rather do one thing, just one, you know, that is really, yeah, just have impact and that will also benefit. But then these things, I feel like it's not like you learn as you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, as you go on, you realize, okay, now this is, I don't want to do this, 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 everything. Because before I was like, you know what, I want to have this, 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 this different things, different way of running all these things. <laughs> but now I'm like, nah, this is not cool. I just want one thing. Yeah. Or two, if it's maximum two. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So what I learned now is that, you know, instead of taking all your eggs and putting one here, putting one, putting one, putting one, putting one. They say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. One basket. I'll say, put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> because the thing is, if you put all your eggs in one basket, now that basket, you don't joke with it. Yeah. You take that basket, with, you don't play with that basket. Yeah. Because all your eggs are here. You put one here, put one, put one, put one, put one. It's like, yeah, so stretch. No problem. I have, yes, this one, this one breaks. I have other baskets, so I don't worry. So it's like, you are not efficient in. Yeah. It's like you are a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. But if you put yeah. all your eggs in one basket, it's like yeah. You know, this I have to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is one thing that I've learned. Yeah, that's really good. And like you said, I mean, don't put your eggs in one basket. But then again, putting your eggs in all that spread, it's like okay, how do you even manage all of those baskets? You know, like you said, you can have two maximum. Because you find yourself doing so much and you're so stretched. And one thing for me, family is important. So imagine you doing all of that. Then you get married. Then you have You don't kids. have to have a family. Exactly. What are you going to... You wouldn't have time for yourself, for your family, you know. And it's important that you, you take time out to relax, to rest. Because then you're able to be more creative as a creative person. So... Sometimes I do that a lot. I'm just like, listen, I just want to relax right now. You know, I'm not even going to stress out when things don't go, especially when things don't go out the way you want to. You just chill and then, you know, everything will fall in place as it's supposed to. Or else you just stress yourself out and then you start having gray hairs so early. Gray hair, exactly. Mm, (laughs) Because you're so stressed out and, you know, you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't spend time with family and you're missing out on all those memories. And I was telling one of my friends that at the end of the day, when you do all these things, at the end of the day, if all of those people you are doing stuff for outside leave you, who is going to be left? Your family. And if you never created time to be with your family, then what is one that you're going to have? What are you going to talk about? What relationship? I saw something have? somewhere not long ago. They said, only person that will remember your overtime, 10 years from now, your extra hours at work are your children. You understand? Because there's the one that dad was not here. Your mom was not here. You know, she was away or he was away. But your boss, the people that you have, they don't remember that. <laughs> they wouldn't. No, they were doing the job. <laughs> mm, yeah. They wouldn't. I wanted to ask one more question before we actually close. What is one lesson you've learned from one of the stories you've shared that really impacted your life? It's every single one, every single video, it's like filled with lessons. The one that really, really touched me is the story of... Uh, Isa Jara, there's one old man that I did a video about. He has actually the boarding school that I went to, he's the owner of that boarding school. And he has a mosque somewhere, a mosque in Westfield as well. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a man that, you know, he was young, he was working, he was in Libya, he was hustling, he made all this money. He managed to build like a guest house, an apartment or something. But all of a sudden, you know, he changed. He turned all of that to a masjid, to a mosque and to a learning center where kids learn the Quran, they study deen and stuff. So it's like, 
you know, he got to a point where it's like, you know, he was chasing the world. He was like, they had only one thing to make money to be. But now he got to a point where he found the balance between the dean, between the world and then the hereafter. So it's like, for me, like that is something that I'm, I'm actually inspired by that. I'm like, now you are like my role model now. The way you find this balance between the world and the hereafter, I want yeah. to be like you. Understand? <laughs> and as much as I want to make a lot of money, I want to make so much money. But also, I don't want to, you know, forget why I'm here. You understand? Why I am created in the first place. Why God brought us here in this world. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always stuck with this balance. Everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to balance. Okay, you want to make money here, but make sure you're doing it the way that God commanded you. Yeah. Do. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. So that one video that has really, you know, I've learned that from that. And that is like one of the, like the videos that really touched. Anytime I just, every now and then I just go back. Go and back to that the video. video you know? Yeah. That's really good. Because sometimes we tend to lose ourselves along the way because of the goals we have said, oh, I want to achieve this by the end of the year. I want to make sure I have $100,000 or, you know, $1 million by the end of this year. And you are, you are pushing, you are working. If I don't do it, I'm not going to make it. And you lose yourself at the end of the day. But if you're able to sit back and just, you know, listen to God, pray, you know, and just like direct me, order my steps, let me know what to do. You know, you're kind of finding that balance. Again, we're going back to where we said rest, relax, have time with family. Don't stress out because sometimes you are pushing so much to make this thing. And meanwhile, if you rest, it will eventually come to you, you know. So it's important that as we journey through this life that we don't lose ourselves at the end of the day, but make sure that you are in alignment. Make sure that you find that balance and be able to still proceed and still make impact you know, still make the money, but still being a blessing, still making impact, still resting, you know. As human beings, we, especially Africans, we just like to do too much, which is like, and please everybody. <laughs> if you do this, what do people see? Yeah, it's like, exactly. you to please people. Exactly. We are not here to please people, but rather to please God. So what advice have you got for young people who are struggling, who find it hard? You know, they're like, it's hard. I'm struggling to make this work. I'm struggling to break barriers. You know, you did a lot of things before you got to this point. And I think you are the right person to even answer this question because then you can encourage them in the way that they should go. But what advice have you got for them to say, hey, keep moving? Like whatever, what is it that you got for them? Yeah, one advice is just one. It's because, you know, I always have this conversation with my boys actually, you know, and there's like, boy, but I still don't know what I want to do, you know. I'm like, yeah, I still am here. I'm doing this, but it's not like I was sitting 10 years ago. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, it's through trials, through doing different, because when you do different things, when you do this today, you know that I don't like this. Stop doing it. And just the other day, my father told me it's people that always change. It's like they grow faster because you don't change downwards. Like when you change, you're not changing downwards. You're only going upwards. You understand? Yeah. So when you do something you don't like, you stopped it. When you move on to the next thing, it's always going somewhere better than where you was. Understand? Yeah. It's always try different things. Do stuff. Change. But don't just sit one place like boys do here. It's like always my boys, they say, boy, bunyu ya boy, you know, because I'm, I'm, past, I'm like, boy, balance talk between you, boy. The non-attire. You know, <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, you know, Gambia, most of our population, it's the youth. Yeah. You understand? There are limited opportunities. Honestly, there are limited opportunities in the Gambia. But then some things you just have to go and find out yourself. You know, don't wait just for the government because, you know, we all know our government, you know? Ah, mm -mm. Exactly. Let's not even go there. 
yeah, that's not weird. And then, you know, government, they're not creating jobs. They're not, yes, true. There's limited opportunities. Jobs are not available. But then yeah. if you sit there, what difference was that going to make again? If you sit there every day, five years later, you'll just be at the same place. But if you just, okay, you know what, well, today I'm going to do something, you know, no matter how little it is, I'm going to do this. 1% every day at the end of the year, you find yourself that, okay, you're at least 10% up. You know, you're like, you've gone for a little bit. Yeah. You know? So just don't, the one advice that I have for my fellow, you know, youth out there, don't sit at one place, you know, folding your hands and, you know, asking, like my mother used to tell me, don't ask yourself what the government or what people can do for you. Ask yourself, what can I do for people? Because the thing is, once you ask yourself that, then you find something, you find something to do. Because when you wake up, okay, you're outside today, you see people, you know, okay, every time, okay, let's say here in my neighborhood, there's a problem of transportation. You know, people are not moving. People every day, they walk from here to 20 over here. And you ask yourself, how can I help these people? What problems can I solve? Okay, maybe you say now, you know, I need to get like a motorbike to help them move. Yeah. You understand? To help them, to make the transportation easier for them. Now, once you help them with that, they're going to pay you. It's not going to be free. You are helping them and now you are making money. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. It started because you put people first. You're asking yourself, what problems can I solve? You know, because the Gambia is full of problems. Yeah. So once you sit and ask yourself, okay, today, Gambia, there's thousands of problems. How can I solve this problem? How can I solve this problem that I'm seeing? How can I solve mm-hmm. that? And then businesses will come out of that. You know, you'll have something to do. Yeah. So that is the one advice that I have. That is so true because I remember, and I can't wait to get them on the podcast. When you start doing stuff, you realize that areas that there are gaps, you see another person that maybe you never saw this person before doing it. But at the moment you start doing something, you see that, okay, you might not be able to do all of it, but there's a gap. And then somebody else is able to fill that gap because they have that skill set. So I remember when I started Barrier Breakers Corner, when I wanted to do videos, I didn't have anybody in Gambia to do videos for me. So I was just kind of like stuck. But eventually there was this group of people that I know in my, this young people in my church that they started doing photography and then videography. And even though they were amateurs, I was like, can you guys do my videos for me? You know, and from there, they improved. But if I hadn't started, you know, I would never have seen them. And at that time, they were looking for people that would be of support to them. They were looking for someone that would help them. And I was like, I'm here. Let's do this. Let's work together. And you pay them for it, you know, and that's helping them. They are helping you whilst you're helping them, you know. That's how it's supposed to be. Like, you, if you start that's something, right, you yeah. see that you find someone. It's just like when you get a car and then you've never known anything about mechanics or anything. But the moment you get a car, you now realize, oh, this is the type of oil I need. You now start knowing oils. You start, and again, even as you go through the process of doing this and starting this and learning another thing, you realize that you are building skills, which you might even use in the future. You might think that, oh, okay, I've started this, I've stopped. But as you grow along the future, you realize that those skills that you're going to pick them back up. And you're like, oh, I have this idea. I've done it a little bit. You know, and someone might say, okay, can you use that expound and do for me this work that I have? And you see that when you pick it up, you research, you do whatever you have to do. You are able to do it very well, more than you were doing it before. And that's how you learn and you grow. So there's so many opportunities out there. We don't just stop. Don't just sit and wait. Yeah. What will be your final word? Anything that you feel like something that you go by in your life, something that you have written down somewhere that you're like, this is something that I aspire to be. Anything, any word that you want to put out there as a final word. I think I've actually shared that in the video. The thing is, one thing actually, just to, no matter what you do, 
always say strive to be better, strive to be like be perfect, hundred percent. Strive any in any field, any sector. Make sure you are like at the top, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But find that balance between Dean and Dunya, between mm. this world and you know between everything that you did and God. You know. Yeah. Find this balance. Yeah. yeah, because we are created for a purpose. You understand? Yeah. We're not just created here to just to make money and just to die. <laughs> right. You know, or pay bills and die. You know, we're created for a purpose. So yeah. Whatever you do and whatever you do, make sure you have that balance. That is my final, final, final message. Whatever you do, find the balance between Dean and Dunia. That is so good. Thank you so much, Gano, for coming on here. Thank you for being an inspiration, for sharing people's stories that are encouraging us as Gambians, you know, to even do better. I listened to some of the stories and I was like, Yo, like this is so encouraging. I'm like, I can't wait to go and listen to more stories because from even from those stories, you're able to hear some of the lack of the problems that are still out there that needs to be solved. And you can pick on them. And that's why we share some of these stories on Barrier Breakers Corner, because then you can pick on somebody's stories and be like, sometimes you even have the idea already. But when you hear another mm-hmm. person's story, you're like, oh, my God. I can add this mm-hmm. to my story. It adds to you what you want to do and you're able to do better with it. So we encourage Absolutely. you to listen to podcasts. We encourage you to listen to videos on YouTube. Ghana did it on YouTube and be encouraged by this story. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you for taking time out to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold us down. We break into it.